Hey everyone, welcome back to the Fellowship Greenville Student Ministry Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. This week we've got a special guest speaker. One of our former students, JJ Bunny, is teaching about the importance of community and specifically what discipleship looks like. He challenges us not to only be poured into, but to replicate that process and pour into the lives of others. Follow along, and we hope you enjoy this message. Amen. Welcome, everybody, to FGS. How are you guys doing this morning? Way more awake than first service. Um, Are you guys looking forward to small groups? It's the first week. Yeah. Yeah. There's the excitement we're looking for. So that is actually what I'm here to talk to you about today. I am going to intro our new series. As you can see, we're in a new series about community. And um, I'm going to be introing that for us this week. And I know what you're thinking. You're probably thinking, wow, Dallas wasn't this tall and handsome last week. And yes, I know. um, I, I am not Dallas. My name is JJ Bunny. I am a former student here. And I am now a volunteer and a small group leader of some eighth grade boys. Let's go over here. Um, And so um, I love being able to do this. And Dallas, um, you know him, you love him. He is actually, like Brentley said, it is his birthday today. He's on a little vacay um, at the beach lounging. Um, And so he asked me to come and speak today and introduce this idea of community. And so, of course, I accepted. This is one of my favorite things that I get to do as a volunteer here. And so I want to start today by asking you guys a question. You think you guys can answer for me? No. Uh, no. Okay. Lots of no's. Um, so I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, how many of you would say you have a friend that you act or talk very similarly to? Raise your hand. Okay, how many of you would go as far as to say that you and your friends dress pretty much the same? Okay, some people are willing to admit it. Some people are like, I'm a seventh grade boy. I don't dress like anybody else. Um, That's okay. That's okay. I mean, I can see they dress the same. They're all in the same row wearing basically the same shirt. Um, But so this happens, right? Like, With our friends, we do a lot of the same things as them. When we start to hang around people more and more and more, we start to adopt things that they do. When we have friends, we most of the time admire them. We look up to them. Whether we realize it or not, we look up to our friends and we admire things about them. And so as we hang out with them more and more and more, we start to become more and more and more like them. It's subconscious. Most of us wouldn't even realize it until you look to your left and you're wearing the same shirt as your friend. Hey, you're wearing the same shoes as me. I'm wearing the same shoes. <laughs> me and Harrison are matching today. Um, so when you hang around people, you start to become more and more like them. And we can see this. And I think there are actually a few very good examples of this in our fellowship Greenville staff. So um, go ahead and pull up that first picture. This man is named uh, Jim Thompson, or uh, what, is, what is the full name? What you, give me the full name. James Walker Thompson the fourth. James Walker Thompson the fifth is over here, um, but James Walker Thompson the fourth is on this, 
on the screen. You know him as Jim Thompson. He is one of the pastors here. Cool guy, the best. Um, go buy his book in the lobby. It's a great book. Um, but he is, as you can see, his outfit is simple. I mean, and, and this is not the only day he wore this, okay? He wears this literally every day. Jeans and a black t-shirt every single day. It's like a uniform. There is no uniform to work at the church, but he, he makes it seem like it. Like every day he's wearing the same thing. And I don't know why he started doing this. I actually think it's pretty genius because I remember when I had a uniform in high school, I had to wear a tucked in navy blue polo shirt to khaki shorts and a belt. And I loved it because I never had to think about what I was putting on the next day. Never had to worry about what I was wearing. I could just put on the same clothes every day. And maybe that's why, maybe that's why Jim did it. But for some reason or another, he started doing this. I don't know how long ago, as long as I can remember, he's been doing this. And eventually, some of the people he hangs around, some of the people on staff started doing the same thing. And it was one person, and then two people. And then all of a sudden, the whole worship department um, is <laughs> wearing the same thing as Jim Thompson every day. So you can look around this church, and every day, you can count, that four, you can count on four people wearing this black T-shirt and jeans. Nathan is wearing khaki shorts. Um, apparently this was, he told me earlier, this was taken in the summertime. It was very hot outside. So that's why he wasn't wearing the jeans. Um, but this, but this is a perfect example of that community kind of affects us in some kind of way, right? The people around us affect us in some kind of way. This is a little bit of a sillier example. Obviously this, this doesn't really have anything to do with their personalities or any kind of jokes that they make or the way they talk, but it is an example of how the people you hang around change you. But I do want to look at another example of um, this kind of phenomenon that we're talking about. This is our student ministry pastor, Matt Densky on the right. Everybody give it up. Matt Densky, he's the best. And then on the left, this guy, if you don't know him, he's, he's probably not a face you've seen that many times, but if you've been around, you may have seen him at one point and thought it was Matt. Um, this is Tyler Smith, okay? So Tyler Smith and Matt have known each other a very long time. Matt was about 19 when Tyler was a seventh grader. And so Matt was his small group leader um, all growing up. And then after he got, after like Tyler graduated high school, they became really good friends and they're still friends today. So I think Matt is 35, is that right? Um, and then, and then um, Tyler is like 28. So they're still like really good friends today. And you can look at them and tell that they are very good friends. I mean, this picture like may not be the best because Tyler's still got the long hair, but let's go to the next picture. Wait, to, wait for this haircut. Boom. I mean, that's the same person. I mean... Smile and everything, the nose, the nose scrunch and the smile, you see that? I mean, literally the exact same. Um, next picture, even what they wear, they got the bandanas, and at, at, that's an epic a few years ago. And then finally, even the way they act, look at this, look at this. The way they're taking their stuff out of their bag is like the same. It is incredible. I mean, if you have spent any time around both of these people, you can tell, like, wow, these people have been friends for a long time, because Tyler, like yeah, almost like their brothers, Tyler and Matt are like, if you talk to them, they like talk the same, I mean, they've got like that same, like, you know, Matt's like, 
yo, bro. Like, that, like that's the same Tyler. That's the same as Tyler. Sense of humor is the same. They'll be making jokes around Epic, and you'll be like, what are they talking about? And they'll both be dying laughing because they think it's hilarious. I mean, literally, so many things about them are the same. And it's because they've walked with each other for so long, and maybe they didn't even realize it, but they were affecting each other in some way. They're affecting each other in some way. And I'm not exempt from this either. When I started doing my internship at Fellowship Greenville, I started, um, I started dressing like Matt a little bit. Next picture, <laughs> right there. I mean, I, I was not exempt from this. When I was in high school, I started to be like, especially as I was doing my internship senior year and spending a ton of time around Matt, I started to adopt some of the things he was doing. I started to adopt some of the ways he was dressing. You can go ahead and put a black screen. And I think we can agree from these examples and from the examples when we look at our own lives. We can go ahead and look around at our lives and look at things like this and go, okay, we can all agree on the, uh, agree on the statement that community changes you. Community changes you. Whether you realize it or not, everybody around you, especially the people you hang out with on a daily basis, you hang out with a lot, you look up to them a lot. Community changes you in some kind of way, whether you realize it or not. And so if we know this, obviously all of the examples we looked at were pretty positive examples. I mean, the, the shirt and jeans thing was kind of goofy. The, um, the example of Matt and Tyler and like how the ways that Matt affected me, like none of that was bad at all. Those were pretty positive examples, but it can just as easily be negative. You can just as easily be affected negatively by your community as you can positively. And so if we know this, if we know our community changes us, then we need to be really careful of who that community is. Because we know they're going to change us in one way or another. So how do we ensure that the community around us is affecting us in a positive way? How do we ensure that? I think, I think we can look at the scriptures and see a little bit of this. I think Hebrews has something to say about this. So turn to Hebrews 10, 24 through 25. If you have your paper Bibles, that would be awesome. If you don't, bring your paper Bible next week. We'll keep reminding you every week. Don't worry. If not, it's on the screens, as you can see. I'll go ahead and give you guys a second to flip there. Boys in the back. Thank you. All right. Hebrews 10, tw verse 24. Let's read. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So right here, I think the Hebrews writer is giving us a way to do to community together. I think he is talking about the, um, the way that believers should meet together, what a community of believers should look like. And I think he gives us three things that a God-glorifying community should be. A God-glorifying God -glorifying communities gather together, encourage one another, and spur each other towards love. Let's read that together. 
God-glorifying communities gather together, encourage one another, spur each other towards love. Three things. Okay, so look, let's first look at gather together. How do we do that? Well, congratulations, guys. You have done that. You have gathered together on a Sunday. You are building God-glorifying community today. So you guys have done the first step, right? And that is our mission. That, that is part of our mission here at Fellowship with, especially in Fellowship Greenville students, with our small groups is for you guys to gather together. That's why we have you guys split off after the, after the sermon every week. Because when you, we want you guys to gather together weekly. Why do we want you to gather together? Number two, so you can encourage one another. What does encouraging one another look like? Does it look like, hey, bro, I love those shoes, Harrison, because I got the same ones. No, maybe. I don't know. I like that shirt. I'm going to encourage you to wear these shoes every day. Because Dude, I'll wear them every day. I promise. <laughs> um, maybe encouraging one another looks like that. Maybe it's that surface level. I mean, that, that can help, right? A compliment every now and again is really helpful. But I don't think that's what the writer of Hebrews is talking about here. I think the writer of Hebrews is spurring us, uh, spurring us on towards love in doing that. When we encourage one another, we are speaking both grace and truth into each other's life. Everybody say grace and truth. We are spurring on each other towards grace and truth in love. So when we speak in love, we're speaking in grace and in truth. In grace we are being kind to one another. We are speaking words of love. But also in truth, we are telling our friends in our community the hard things to hear. We are not afraid to say the hard things to the people in our community because we know that telling them the truth is the best way to love them. Telling them the truth in a gracious way, but telling them the truth all the more. That is the best way you can love. And that leads us to our third point, which is obviously spur each other towards love. We want to constantly be walking beside each other. Community is like you're walking down a path all in a line together, arms around each other, and you guys are keeping each other in line, right? You guys are pushing each other forward, keeping each other focused on Jesus, focused on love. That's where we're pointed, and we're all going to walk there together. That's what community looks like. Community looks like gathering together, encouraging one another, and spurring each other on towards love. Love and good works is what it says in the scripture. That we would encourage one another to do good works, that we would encourage one another to speak in love until the death. And all the more as you see the day drawing near. What is the day? Does anybody know what the day is? You know, you know what the, yeah. The rapture. the rapture. Okay, so he's talking about the end times here, right? He's, he's talking about all the more until you see the day drawing near. So all the more, pretty, pretty much that means into eternity, right? When, when he says this, he's not, he's not talking about like, I right, encourage, your, encourage your brothers until Christmas and then you're off the hook. No. Encourage your brothers as you see the day approaching. Encourage your brothers until Jesus returns. 
I mean, that could be tomorrow or that could be a really long time from now. And so our call is to be a God-glorifying community together. In these three ways, gather together, encourage one another, and spur each other towards love. Because community changes you. And if you do these things, and you have a community that's doing these things, you're going to be changed for the better. But if you're not, and you're hanging around the wrong crowd, and it's all grace and no truth, and you're just doing whatever you want, you guys aren't actually spurring each other towards love, that's when you will be changed for the worse. That's when you will miss out on God-glorifying community. I've seen the effects of community um, changing me in some way, especially recently. I have a very good friend of mine. Um, who's been, he's been my friend for a very long time. Uh, he's always been around. There's really never been um, anything in the way of that. he's always just been right there. It's been like he's been a brother. I mean, he's always just been right there. It's never really been, it's always been second nature that he's just been with me, walking through life together. And just recently over the summer, me and him had some distance for no fault of either of ours. Um, There was some physical distance in play. Uh, We were both doing ministry in different places, um, very far away from each other. And... This not only caused physical distance, but there, there was a little bit of just emotional distance just because we didn't talk to each other much. I mean, we both sent each other a text on our birthdays, but both of us are horrible at electronic communication. So uh, we didn't really talk that much. And uh, we both were really busy. We obviously couldn't hang out because of the physical distance. So we didn't really hang out that much. And there was a little bit of distance there from that friend. For the first time in my life, we had um, a period of just like not being around each other, not being very close. And even as we got back to school, um, we were just both very busy, both had a lot on our plates, um, had our priorities a little out of line. And so we kind of just missed out on each other. Like we just weren't hanging out a ton. And I can tell you in those couple of months that we, we weren't hanging out a Lot, preface, me and, me and this friend have talked about it. Um, we, have, we have since like set up times multiple times a week to like hang out and make sure like we're able to invest each other, in each other still even though we're not always in the same places. But in those couple of months that there was distance, I can tell you there was a difference. I could feel something missing. It wasn't just that I missed, like, him, that I missed, like, his laugh and, like, his personality. And I missed, like, hanging out with him because I had a really good time with him and stuff like that. But it was also that I could feel in my spiritual life I was suffering because I was not focusing and putting intentionality into the God-given community I had in my life. I wasn't being intentional with that. And I could feel something missing. Because whether or not I had realized it for 15 years or 14 years or however long we've been friends, he has been changing me for the better. And I him. And I could feel 
that when he, when he wasn't as close in proximity anymore, I could feel the weight of like, man, something is missing because he had been changing me for so long. And so as you guys go into small groups today, I would just encourage you guys, build those kind of friendships. Build that kind of community. Yeah. I have, you guys have such an opportunity here. Such an opportunity here to build a God-glorifying community that gathers together, encourages each other, and spurs on towards love. And when you do that, you, you will find that your friendships, when you don't have them there, you'll feel something missing. Because as we just established, community changes you. One community or another is going to change you. So let it be one of encouragement. Let it be one of love. Let it be this small group. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we just come to you today thankful for the opportunity to meet in a student ministry that prioritizes community. We thank you for the opportunity to build new friendships. Um, we acknowledge um, the nerves in that. Um, we acknowledge that that can be tough sometimes, but Lord, we know that it is so worth it to build those kind of relationships that will last um, possibly a lifetime. And so, Lord, I, I pray that we don't miss this opportunity, and I pray that you bless this time in small group um, so that people can truly see you through the people around them and be spurred on towards love and you all the more. In your name we pray. Amen.